Welcome to Design by Us, the show where we discuss how humans design the world. My name is Ravi Chohan. For the first time in a little while, literally next to me is... It's Luigi Dintrana, literally next to you. So Luigi, you've come oh. back um, from the big wide world. How are you doing? Yeah, the world is doing well. The world is doing well. Yeah. Okay, great. A lot of problems to fix. Yeah. You're like our, you're like our uh, roving reporter. Like we've sent you out to, yeah. we sent you out to uh, different parts of the world to go and go bring and back. report back. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Borat if you think about it. It's not like Borat at all. <laughs> anyway, look, um, we're recording a little bit later than we should be today. We're in fact recording 30 minutes later. And the reason why that is, is because I was late. And listeners, I he apologize. Was. I apologize. But it's not my fault because I was picking up dinner and I got sucked into the time vortex that is supermarkets. Is that your excuse? That's 100% my excuse. Once and you get married, you're not going to tell that to your wife or husband. Once I get married, I, I, I could imagine spending a lot more time in a supermarket, frankly. <laughs> All right. All right. But anyway, All right. anyway um, this episode is... What a grave excuse. But this, anyway. This, this episode is something I've been really really excited about because it's something that's been on my mind for quite a quite a while. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's basically uh, understanding how supermarkets like trick your brain using the powers of psychology yeah. to get you to spend more money, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking that what's really interesting about this is it, it, the supermarket is so different to every other supermarket, uh, to other, every other shopping experience, right? Yeah. In so many of the transactions, right, that we experience, like buying stuff, like we're so used to like great buying experiences where it feels brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. Where you feel like, oh man, I'm so glad I bought that thing. The buying experience was phenomenal. You know, one example, especially in digital products, might be like Superhuman, which we've talked about on the show before, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But how often do you feel that way when you walk out of a supermarket? Yeah, no, not really. I just feel that I got the job done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. And it's like what you want to evoke is that feeling of, oh, I feel so great about it that I want to tell the whole world that I bought. Yeah. Why, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And people don't feel like that, that way when they come out of a supermarket. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably because of, of a lot of the weird tricks that, that we talk about. Really? Yeah. That we're about to talk about. Yeah. Why? Because, because basically like consumer benefit, the idea that can like the, just the idea that the super, that people can benefit is just completely sidetracked or like deprioritized for profits. What do you mean? I don't get it. So supermarkets, like they are, they're, they're prioritizing a the profit per visit or the profit over a number of visits over that consumer actually feeling good about what they bought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. And, and the reason why they can do that is because they know you have to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone needs food. It's a basic need. Yeah. 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 We're not going to go out of, uh, yeah, we're not going to stop needing food. I think I did, I did some research and just to give a high level perspective, basically from my, from my research, I figured out that the two main things that supermarkets can, the two main levers they can, pool to make you spend more money are the time that you spend in the supermarket yeah and how you feel yeah when you're in it and then after that you can just spread into so many different strategies yeah. that they can control when you are in there so let's jump into some of those mm. um, before we do okay i noticed that as well i think if you put time times multiplied by confusion equals profit you think I it's think, confusion i think that's i think that's the i'll go into it a bit more okay. but literally like that's what i think it is so they just think, how can we spend again, like using the stuff that we're about to talk about? How can we get you to spend more time in yeah. the the supermarket? Yeah, and how can we get them to be more confused when they're in there? Okay, okay. <laughs> this is not an efficient buying. No, no, it's yeah. not at all. 
That's not at all. So let's start with the journey. You start in the supermarket, and what's the first thing you see most of the time? Slow down zone. A slow down zone. Mm -hmm. Tell us more. So you walk into this front end supermarket, and you see like fresh produce. Yeah. Um, and you see like flowers, and also you see like a little bit of like a more open space. Mm -hmm. Um, and based on the research that I found, and a lot of what I'm going to say is based on a really cool paper by by uh, Calvin Brinkworth called Supermarket Savvy, Analysis of Psychological Exploitation, which is an interesting word, within grocery stores. And we'll make sure it's in the show notes for you to have a look at yourself, and I'd really recommend it. But basically, in this paper, he outlines that this is called like a slowdown zone. And um, what they're trying to do is to get you to just kind of like enter a new environment and like like consciously change your pace, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. which is called a slowdown zone. Often there's music, and, and music actually like literally affects the bottom line and the yeah. profitability of a supermarket basically music it's a famous study apparently i, I didn't know about it but oh, apparently all the researchers or supermarket and supermarket layout designers and all of those people know about it it mm -hmm. was conducted in 1982 mm -hmm. and it was one of the first things that set ground for psychological uh, store design or interesting you know what you, i think uh, the term is called supermarket psychology apparently supermarket psychology imagine yeah. saying i'm a supermarket psychologist yeah. that's insane but interesting anyway but anyway i haven't said the thing background music apparently mm -hmm. increased the amount of time by 34 percent that shoppers spent in the supermarket um and then there is a apparently an extra optic in sales uh, i don't know i don't think it's exactly linear it's not 34 by 30 like 34 percent and 34 percent mm -hmm. um but yeah. So I've got slightly different stats. It right, makes people on. walk 12% slower um, okay. and spend 38% more money. Okay, maybe 12% slower means 34% more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, makes sense, yeah. But question for you, right? Because yeah. there's a lot... I, I was thinking... I'm not a psychologist, right? And I was thinking a lot about the way that people... Like a lot of these stats and a lot of these things, right? I'm going to talk about it more with colour. And I was think, basically, I was thinking, is this rubbish? Do you know what I mean? Like, is this actual scientific kind of like insight you know what are the what are the assumptions that these psychological tricks are based on this that, and the other if that makes sense and what i was thinking was like you know how people wear airpods everywhere now mm -hmm. like i wonder if that's genuinely affected supermarket profitability or the way people shop because they've got their headphones in they're listening to like edm they're like doof, 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 you know what i mean yeah in the shop at least i am and then they're not hearing the chill background music they're just in there, get their stuff, get out as quickly as possible. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? No, so I, I wonder think... if that study was done again. No, be because you, you have many more things. You have temperature, you have eyes, mm. uh, you have sight, you have smell. I'm not saying I'm not saying it like completely not affects you, but like, would it have a meaningful impact on the data and the and the overall profitability? Mm. Uh, I'm I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure. I mean, it's like it's such a is a wild west. Like it's an experiment that you don't really have control of. If that makes sense. It's not like you can do an A-B test. You, you, you can't only control world, one variable. The world already A-B tests. All you have to do, this is easy. Science is easy. I've been saying it for ages. Right? Sure, go on, go right? On. Go to Tesco's. Everyone who's wearing AirPods, follow them. Everyone who's not wearing AirPods, also follow them. Because you need to do both. And then compare their behaviors and how much they spend. Yeah, but you have so many more other things. No, but in the same store. So at least it's the same for everyone. So it's, you know, control the variables. Yeah, but what are they looking for? Yeah, it's fine. No, but that's you, what you I mean. assume that it's all the same. You have to see, you need yeah. a big sample size to make that. Yeah, one. yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think it is because, and the reason for that is because I think color and smell have a bigger impact than sound. 
That's interesting. I think there is a there is one article by National Geographic. Mm-hmm. You you will love this. Which apparently um, customers bought more bananas if their peels were Pantone color twelve zero seven five two, which is Buttercup, rather than the slightly brighter Pantone. And yeah, I, I know you're looking. I was looking at the Pantone <laughs> behind us and see if I could find it. Uh, rather than the slightly brighter Pantone color thirteen oh eight five eight, which is a more vibrant yellow. So what they did is they passed the feedback to banana growers and they tried oh, to tweak the product horrible. to make sure that happened. Yeah, but you know that's happening all the time now. Yeah. So basically, it's like all the fruits, all the all the all the fruits, all the vegetables. They all they all have the exact same ratio and fiber for us to digest pro- properly, without the the sugars impacting our own uh, systems, right? So you basically want to avoid the spikes of sugars. But what happens is that people realize that the sweeter things are, the people more people will buy and so on. So what they have done is more most of the the, the fruits bought here in the West are mainly higher in sugar than fiber. Mm-hmm. So right now, you're, everyone is every time they eat a banana, they are getting higher spikes than they should. Does that explain why you eat so many bananas? Then? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I think so. It's the same as the apple peel, right? Like usually, the peel is the one that has the fiber. Yeah. And we have been kind of trained, like, oh, you can peel it and you eat the inside. I don't, I, you peel an apple? No, I don't. But a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people do. But the fiber is what is actually important because the fiber is what allows you to spread down the, 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 the sugars and not get that spike. But anyway, that's not the, related to supermarkets. But anyway, the, 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 the fact is that they are controlling what we buy. Yeah. Anyway, but the, the way I would summarize all the tactics are figuring out how to delay Mm-hmm. They'll delay the delay the time that you spend in the supermarket. The mm-hmm. longer you stay, the more things they can throw at you. So you get more confused. I guess confusion, yeah. You get more confused, you, you buy more. So, so it's interesting because there's this thing called the can theory. We're talking about like high level kind of like theories behind this all, right? Yeah. Um, and basically the can theory stands for convenience, attractiveness, normality, right? Yeah. Convenience, I guess, makes sense where stuff is located. We'll talk about that in a bit. Attractiveness we've just talked about, the bananas being the right color. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is normality, right? So basically the idea that people just want to feel normal and they want to buy stuff that makes them feel normal, right? And they want to buy stuff in the way that makes them feel normal, okay? So apparently if you put like signage in a shop that says the average shopper purchases at least five fruits and vegetables within the store, right? right? They did that and it increased uh, produce sales to so like groceries, yeah. like like not groceries, but you know, like fruits and veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By more than ten percent. Yeah, it's like how Sainsbury's sometimes put things like uh, one of your five a day or uh, one of your whatever a day, right? With fruits and then milks and things. But like that. but it goes into it goes even more right normality, right? So apparently <laughs> this is insane, yeah. and there's been a lot of apparently stuff here because I'm okay. not sure how much I believe this, but basically the idea is is that when you go into a store, it is better f- for you to go counterclockwise then clockwise, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why that is, is because when people go clockwise, they're able to process information better, okay? Which is a negative if you want people, if you don't want, if you want people to make rational buying decisions, that's great. If you want people to make irrational buying decisions, like impulse purchases and stuff like that, you want to confuse the shoppers. So you orient the entrance and the exit in such a way that people have to go counterclockwise. So what that means is that the entrance is on the right and the exit is on the left. Really? Yeah. But if you look at the Tesco's we have here or the same well, this is, we had in Wembley. Yeah, but the thing is, right, this is why I'm not sure if it's BS or not, because uh. if you think about it, for every example that's like, oh, well, no, I go to a shop that's that's clockwise. Yeah. There's another one that goes counterclockwise. Yeah. yeah Do you yeah. see what I mean? So it's difficult to like, it's difficult to test just by existing as a person in the real world. 
but it's interesting and what's also really interesting about that is even though people naturally feel better like kind of going clockwise right when they have the stores in the anti-clockwise layout okay so that's that's entrance on the right and exit on the left yeah right there's this idea of normality that i was just talking about and people won't go against the flow do you see what i mean mm -hmm. which is really interesting and, yeah. uh, and uh, just relating that to my own experience, which again is very anecdotal, and I'm sure for every experience that I've got, which supports this idea, there's, there might be one in my life which mm -hmm. doesn't support this idea. Like, think about going into a store. Like, there's the, the store I'm thinking about is is Watford Sainsbury's, or one of the Sainsbury's in Watford, right? Which, of course, is the home of home Sainsbury's. Of, of innovation. Yeah, and and one of those innovations that Watford brought to the world is supermarket psychology. That's obviously a lie. Uh, oh, or or is it? Anyway, um... uh, wait until the end of the episode <laughs> to find that. Anyway. But like, um, it's got such a wide open slowdown zone. Yeah. And often I would just go in there to kill five minutes, right? Waiting for someone or whatever the case may be, right? Literally just to kill some time. Of course I buy something mm -hmm. because I don't want to walk out the uh, entrance without having gone through the checkout, which makes it look like I've stolen something. Oh, wow. So you care about that. Yeah. So it's normality. Mm. Do you see what I mean? And this is what I think is really interesting. This idea of normality. Yeah. And, and that kind of stuff and like forcing people to go through checkout to leave obviously you don't have to but if you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, that, that's a that, that's an edge case that you go in and then you need to buy something you don't have nothing to buy but you just buy something but i think the idea of going it's a, it's a common case for me man <laughs> just saying <laughs> that's yeah, my you, bank account you go to the apple store just to go <laughs> and you don't want to feel as subnormal <laughs> so you just need to buy something but anyway you the, the idea of going anti-clockwise and, and counterclockwise I think their goal is not, I might be wrong, I don't know who did this study, but I have a different theory. Mm -hmm. But their goal is just to make people as comfortable as possible, not uncomfortable. Okay, all right, well, look, I'll come back to this idea of disorientation and confusion okay. later. But, but I think yeah. I think the confusion comes later, but we, we can talk about that now if you want. Okay. Right. So you, you enter the, the supermarket, you yeah. see the fresh fruits, you are like, oh man, this is amazing, I'm going to buy yeah. loads of fresh stuff, and you put them in there, which is very counterintuitive. Because you put all the fresh baked goods, all the bread, all the fruits, all the flowers, you put all of that at the bottom. So then when you pile more stuff on top, they all get crashed, smashed, right? And then after that, where do you go? You go to the high margin items. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's when you buy more stuff. Yeah. Because you, you are going through the high margin items because apparently you want to get to the essentials, which is other things that you need. Not fresh yeah. stuff, but maybe yeah. like... Juices, milks, so butters. It's worth it's worth thinking about kind of like what what items are heavily marketed. Yeah. So when you watch TV, I know, or when you browse the internet, or when you like look at life, how often do you see bananas? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. apples. Yeah. Right. How often do you see that sugary drink, or actually now like the sweetener filled drink, mm -hmm. um, or the salty crisps, or the chocolate, or whatever the case may be? So these these items are marketed more. Um, and there is a theory, this is a theory, which theory I think is. a lot of this stuff is, because as we talked about, it might be difficult to test, right? But basically the theory is that you go, you, you fill up your, your basket with fruit and veg, and then you feel actually like, oh, I'm making some good stuff about myself. Oh, and we'll talk about how they get you later, but you pass the chocolate aisle or you pass like a little bit of chocolate and you think, I deserve that. I can do that because I've bought loads of apples, even though yeah. the apples are full of sugar and you've already peeled them on your way to the... <laughs> onto the checkout <laughs> but do you see what i mean yeah so yeah. like the idea that you, you feel like good about buying them because you like you've already bought the healthy stuff yeah, yeah. um they already do the job another reason that, that, that they kind of warrant the store like that apparently 
Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And I, I also really like the idea of how, where they place these high margin items and how they, it's not only that, but then how they sell the spots to the, to the, to the suppliers. Okay. So like, where are you going to place X, Y, Z? And there's this thing called the waste level shopping. Mm -hmm. Did you hear anything about that? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. All right. But basically the idea is that most of these high margin items are at waist level rather, rather than eyesight, mm -hmm. because apparently we buy, we look when we're looking for food or when we're looking for most things, we just look at waist level most of the time. Waist level. Exactly. Waist level. Yeah. Waist level. Interesting. The research I read said 120 centimeters off the ground. Oh, inches. How about waist level? 120 centimeters. Yeah. A bit, a bit. How long are your legs? Yeah. But waist waist is a bit higher than the, than the Whoa. pelvis. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. But I think I have a theory. Yeah. I think it's just because we have been hardwired over years and years of evolution. Like we are hunters and gatherers. Oh, interesting. And like we are always looking in the ground for food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not really looking like on our feet. We're yeah. just looking like a bit higher. Yeah. To see, to explore more of our, our land. Interesting. So now if we're talking about the way that um, aisles are structured, right? Yeah. So interestingly, a couple of different things here. The first one is that, okay, now this is a big, I'm going to caveat this with a huge apparently. Okay. okay? Because big apparently. allegedly the muscles in our eye are more adapted to reading left to right. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not reading left to right, literally moving left to right. So it is easier for our eyes to move left to right. Okay. Which kind of makes sense, I guess. Like if I mean, you're in the wilderness. It makes sense in a Western culture where you need to read and train yourself. That is exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Because I was thinking, is that like either, well, because I don't think it's like an evolutionary advantage, but like are the muscles in your eyes bigger if you are like live in the West uh, where the reading system is left to right and horizontal than if you live somewhere where the like Japan for example where not all their writing is kind of top to bottom mm -hmm. but like you know how does that like not how does that affect like the way that people's eyes grow I don't I don't I don't think that's the case but how does that affect the natural biases of the researchers to come yeah. up with the result hey of course our eyes are more adapted to like does it change the way you read the data not, like not like physically read the data but you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. does it change the way that you interpret the results yeah, you see yeah, what i mean yeah. but anyway so let's take that as a given mm -hmm. but with a big apparently at the front of it so apparently we our eyes move better left to right so then why are product categories organized into columns product categories organized what do you yeah. mean so basically i'll give you an example i was in waitrose yeah okay there are 36 different types of honey yeah 36 i'll come back to that in a sec but 36 different types of honey <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the whole idea that there's 36 different types of honey that people want to yeah. buy. Is and there is twice as much milk. Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> there's tons of milk when okay. you go to the supermarket. Anyway, I'm just 30, sure there th no, but not, not 36, like 36 specific, like different SKUs, like, like SKUs, like product lines. Okay. Right? Anyway, but it's arranged in like a column. So like if it's 36, maybe it's like six by eight. Okay. Eight. Sure, yeah. No, no, no I'm asking you. You're supposed to be the small one on the show. 36, six by six. <sighs> But yeah, anyway. But yeah, sure. 42, 48, 48. I meant 48. Yeah. I meant 48. Yeah, okay. Anyway, safe there. It doesn't matter. Potato, but, potato, yeah. Yeah. No, What's your it's maths, man. You're, <laughs> some things are true, okay? It's God's language, as you keep telling me. Okay? Yeah, it is. So within that column, the reason why they do it as a column, because like if you want to, if, if our muscles are better going left to right in our eyes, then the most efficient way to orient the honey would be one long line. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So you can like, or at least kind of like a squished rectangle instead of like a tall, narrow rectangle. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But the reason why they do that is because it, they, they try and make it more difficult for you to make comparisons between products. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, they're making it more difficult for you to make comparisons top to bottom. And then basically what they do is they, they 
like you say, they, they make a certain row, the kind of waist level row, 120 centimeters off the ground, where the uh, most highest margin or like where they think you're going to buy the most, right? Because you're not going to scan up, up up and down like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the same reason why you don't write the whole thing on a website when you're creating a website. Yeah, you're you not don't have enough space, right? Or 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 like no, it's, it's just too much for you to follow. Is that what you're saying? No, it's, it's you, your eyes get tired from going from one extreme of the yeah. left side to yeah, the yeah. right side, right? No, but if you, I mean, I've, you know, in theory, the most efficient way potentially would be to get a a row thirty six units long and then put the put the honey most expensive to least expensive. Yeah, but that will make it really easy for you, right? Yeah, to figure it out to figure it out, which yeah. is not what they want. Yeah, yeah which yeah. goes back to my assertion earlier, which is they're trying to confuse you. Because they just want you to get lazy, pick the one that's at waist height, which is easiest for you to grab or, you know, evolutionary feels best for you. Yeah. You pick so, it up and then you put it in your basket. I think they want to make you feel comfortable, but they want to push you to make irrational decisions. Like l- l- listing things from left to right is a, is a rational decision. The average the average supermarket in the US has 30 to 40,000 products in it. Yeah. Different products. Yeah. There is no good reason for that other than to confuse people. Yeah. It's like apparently it's subconsciously, enough. not like people like walking around like, oh, I want honey, but like, you know, like seriously, just yeah. like just to mess with you. Yeah. It's enough to cause um, cognitive overload to people. Exactly. I think and, that's probably uh, the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Hold on. I've got some more on the, uh, all right, go on, on the aisle. Continue. Yeah. So, kids' shelf. Oh, yeah. I have the same. All right. Tell us about no, it. No, you are you. Uh, basically, it's very, it's actually very illegal. Uh, to market some products to kids specifically in the UK, mm-hmm. right? However, if you put the put the item at a height where only kids can really see it, you're basically able to market to kids. Basically, advertising if you think about it, yeah. like where where the product is, where the, they call it visual merchandising. I think you know, it's, yeah. it's a direct channel to kids. Yeah, yeah. Create what what's called pester power. Mom, dad. Yeah, I really want it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But apparently, they put the the eyes. You know, they usually have cartoons or yeah. some sort of character. So they put the eyes. At about like one meter height, oh. so it matches exact eyesight of the kids. Um, that is horrible. <laughs> yeah, super interesting as well. So really you actually make a connection with the character, and you remember that cartoon that you were watching. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So sticking with aisles. All right. Another interesting thing for you, right? So you and I used to go shopping a lot in um, Wembley. Yeah, in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Right. And one thing, do you remember how it always used to annoy you when I used to get stopped by the freezers? Yeah, with the discounts. Not even with the discounts, just the freezers, right? Right, go on. So apparently they put stuff, they call it the racetrack, mm-hmm. which is the outside of the store, which is like the outermost um, kind of like way to travel around the store, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the racetrack, it's the circuit, it's the perimeter, right? And what they do is because they know that people will spend more time there traveling counterclockwise, they will put high margin items there like freezer stuff and that kind of thing so all i'm saying is for that time that you got really frustrated at me it's not my fault right it was done secondly they put high margin items sounds like everything's high margin right but basically they they put uh important items at the edges of the aisle so i don't mean at the end of the aisle uh which are called end displays which i'm which i'm sure we'll talk about in a bit but basically they they put like things like chocolate like on the corner just on the inside of the aisle so mm-hmm. you're walking past, you see it, and you think, oh, oh, some chocolate. And then yeah. boom, you're in the aisle. Yeah, and like you were on the racetrack on your way out and yeah. the chocolate drew you in into that aisle and you've been sucked in. Then when you're on that aisle, you think, oh, sugar, I need some eggs. Guess where they are? Yeah, at the end of the aisle. No. No. Because that allows you to dip in, grab the eggs and go. They're in the middle of the aisle. Okay. So you have to get all the way down it, seeing all of the other temptations around you before you get your eggs. Yeah. Same with milk. Typically in the middle-ish. I think that my, my, my theory is basically you enter... 
yeah you have a bunch of fresh stuff then you need basically you need to figure out a way to get to the other side but to get to the other side you have to pass this whole thing mm -hmm. i have a few stats here that apparently mm -hmm. they, they mock up a supermarket in this uh, national geographic article mm -hmm. um and they found that after 23 minutes customer began to make to make choices with the emotional part of their brain rather than to make cognitive and rational decisions. Mm -hmm. So that's when this starts. So if you mm -hmm. figure out a way to, to get people into the supermarket for more than 23 minutes, minutes yeah. it's good. Yeah. Good for the supermarket. Mm -hmm. And then apparently after 40 minutes, the time is just, you're completely out. So your brain shuts down your, your rational part and you just make irrational oh, decisions, man, that makes so much sense. which is, which is great because the last part, which one is it? It's the paying part. Paying? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you're queuing. Right. And you have all of this random stuff next to you, mm -hmm. which is also very interesting. It's funny because like as a kid, again, anecdotal data, okay. not even data, right? It's a story. Yeah. I think about at 40 minutes is when I used to start acting up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably when I started crying. I hope there are no kids listening here. Yeah, I mean, you get tired. And also your parents are not rational anymore, right? Yeah. So they're like, yeah, man, just do whatever to shut up, right? Yeah. 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 Go on, go on. I've got another kind of thing. Okay, go on. Right. I have another one after. Okay. Sometimes, like, sometimes items that, like, logically should be together are not together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one example is baby food. It's food. Okay. And obviously, like, babies need to eat, like, mush. But in theory, you could make your own mush. Mm -hmm. you, sort of, you see what I mean? But they locate the baby food away from the food so that you don't see it as food. You see it as, like, a necessary supply for your child who you love dearly. Yeah. So basically, by locating it away from food, you don't see it as food. And therefore, you're more likely to buy it. I mean, it's, it's, if you're gonna buy baby food, you're gonna buy baby food. You're not gonna. No, you're not, because if you see, if you're like baby food, you're like, oh, just behind me is like the bananas, and I can mash up some bananas, and it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's what I mean. So they put it away. So like, like, so they don't, they don't see it as so like, it's not in the same category. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's different, yeah. Yeah. You put different different buckets in your brain mm -hmm. of where things are. And another thing is that the one way entry door, which mm -hmm. we kind of talked about it, but I think it's an important one. Mm -hmm. I always ask like why because I, it happened many times that I go to get something in the supermarket one thing and they don't have it mm -hmm. and I have to do all the queuing like not all the queuing but I have to go all the way yeah. to the exit yeah and because um, it's separate entrance and exit then. exactly yeah. and that's the reason why because you need to get to the other side to buy it yeah it makes sense logistically but does it logistically would be everyone follows a perfect same track same speed do you know what I mean like a conveyor belt of stuff like that talking about the the where the fridge is at our position just mm -hmm. to your point about everything is in the in the in the surroundings mm -hmm. of the supermarket i'm not sure that's true i think that the fridges are at the edge of the walls is because it's just the easiest way to keep them oh, on and to on. take the heat out come on yeah if you're putting cold air in mm. you need to throw hot air out and mm. you need a wall to this to escape that the mm. i to don't push that air i out. don't agree with that I would, I would say Man, so. Elon Musk sent a rocket, like, yeah. at least, what, a few thousand feet into the sky before it blew up? If yeah. he can do that, they can make fridges that don't, like, that can go in the middle of the room. Yeah, of course, there are fridges yeah. that can go in the middle of the room. Yeah. But it's, it's harder to take the air out because you have to go through the floor. It's not, it's not a wall that you can just knock out. All right, next time I'm in, next time I'm in, a, in a store, I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, um, there are. There are fridges, but you have to go through the door. You have to do some trickery with the pipes to get the air out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, one last thing for me. Okay. So I talked about color uh, earlier. Color is really interesting because I used to have a theory that color psychology was rubbish. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And I used to, I remember one time I gave an offhand comment, which is like, oh, colors don't mean anything, right? I could give me 
this goes back to one of our frequent conversations that we're like, what do brands actually mean? I said, yeah, give yeah. me enough money and enough time and I can make people like be sick at the sight of a Coca-Cola logo, right? And that these logos and stuff like that have got nothing inherent about them. But maybe when it comes to color, they do. Did you know that blue, the color blue has been linked to more trust hormones being released in your brain? No, how? Like, because like you literally see the color and then like these hormones like fire off in your brain. Okay. Like, well, not fire off in your brain, like the chemicals get released into your... Yeah. I know you're not a psychologist, yeah. but I'm not sure I believe that. Yeah, I didn't as well. But the thing is, man, like we need to do, we need to go deep into color psychology. Yeah. Because like, and then the title of the episode should be color psychology, comma, is it real? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> because like we need to dive into this. But I, I just, just another, in the research of this show, I got another kind of like, hey, man, you're wrong kind of thing. And like the thing is like, the reason why I believe it now is because these companies are financially motivated. I think we should run our own study and see if we actually yeah. feel that. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, maybe. But yeah, um, you go on, you, this company's what? Well, these co- these companies, they're, they're financially motivated to do the most efficient thing, which is to get the most people to buy stuff, which is to utilize color psychology. Or there's a whole world of color psychology consultants or designers or whatever, yeah, which are doing stuff that isn't kind of true or like factually correct or whatever. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't believe color psychology until I have proof. So my question to you is, has this episode changed the way that you think about shopping? No, but I'm going to be more conscious now when I go shopping and think about it. I think what I'm going to do next time I go into a shop is, number one, order online if I can. Although I was thinking about that, and another cool episode for us would be to do like dark patterns in UX and UI. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun because I think they might use similar things. Like Amazon, if you try and buy something on Amazon now, jeez. I have some thoughts on that, which is my, my final thing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, Which yeah. is uh, tech in the supermarkets. Yeah, go for it. Because yeah, it's, it's so average and standardized. Yeah. Of course, uh, there is a lot of tech in how to get the product to the actual supermarket. But this idea, the idea of dynamic pricing oh, yeah. is really interesting. So as, as, as I was thinking this, imagine that you go to the supermarket, as I was researching, imagine you go to the supermarket and we figure out a way that in the whole of uh, Wembley area or in the whole of east london mm-hmm. we are, have a shortage of x mm-hmm. or in the in the in, in the radius <laughs> in the hundred in the hundred meter meter radius there is no more i don't know crave cereal there is just only in let's say the sainsbury's that you're going to and you're looking for sainsbury's sainsbury's can just easily with this like electronic price tag yeah i've seen i've seen them right yeah. they're like a e-ink yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. can just easily increase the price by 20 percent they charge you like 20 extra cents or whatever and uh, or 50 extra cents Crepes are expensive. They are, yeah. But anyway, like four quid a box. And that, and that's how they they could do it. So that that could be a really interesting one. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we are, we're kind of getting yeah, it's, I it's, guess away from the psychology. But like, you know, we're used to doing that when we want to buy a taxi or order a taxi. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, With yeah. Uber, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, consumers yeah. are kind of having to get used to like supply and demand economics, even after the pandemic. Like, the yeah. whole idea that oh, I'm going to go to the shops and the thing that I want isn't going to be there has been normalized in a way that yeah. And, and that comes with the next idea, which is what if, so imagine combining that with you going into an Amazon shop, Amazon Fresh with all the cameras and all the sensors, and they know that you spent, let's say, loads of time in the cereal aisle trying to pick up your, your best cereal. And because they know what you're buying, what you usually buy, you can just go to the milk section and then say, actually, we have the milk in discount, buy two, get Buy one or, or something like that. Or even if they know that you're like addicted to Crave cereal and that you won't buy anything else and they just, every time they, you go in, they like just, they quickly just increase the price by 10 pence or something. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just all of the cereal yeah, yeah, um, yeah. or of the milk, right? They lower the price of the milk or they give you a buy one. Not second. decrease, I mean increase. No, but like second, just get, to get you to buy more, the second second Crave is, is 50% off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, so you, do you know what's going to enable all this shit to AR glasses? AR glasses. Yeah, I think they can do it now, man. Yeah. With Amazon, if if Amazon scales all the all the shops that they have in the let's say Tesco's size, they can, yeah. with all of that data yeah, you but, can. No, but physically, like I could look at a price and you could look at a price. Do you see what I mean? And if yeah. the price goes up or down, and there's a new offer that's presented or whatever that's meant for you. That's not meant for me. Whereas if we've all got our own headsets on and I see specialized deals or prices for me yeah. and you see specialized deals or prices for you, that allows the, the targeting then to be individualized. Yeah, but imagine you go to Amazon, Amazon Fresh once, mm -hmm. you buy Crave. Mm -hmm. You buy, go twice, a second time, you buy Crave again. Mm -hmm. Third time, you buy Crave. Mm -hmm. Next time you go to an Amazon store and you pass through the aisle of cereal, Amazon is like, like this guy's. 80% gonna buy Crave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they don't need to actually know what you're changing. No, 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 no. But my point is what then you're to, at. but no, but my point is then to like tell you, hey, Luigi, you're in the store right now and we're gonna give you a two for one on Crave. Yeah. Like how how can they show that to you but not to me who's just walking past? It's fine. Time? That's the cost of selling to you, is probably selling to someone else in that minute. Or they, or, or they could do it for you fine, I guess. But that could be in just that minute and then the price changes again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be forever. Man, that's insane. Imagine if like the price goes down, like people like like, like just pounds. jump into yeah. it and then it just changes. <laughs> or if like if I know that like oh I'm gonna go shopping with so and so because they great they get great deals on like red wine or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. it brings a lot yeah. loads of other problems and loads of other dynamics. But it's just a crazy thought to have. Anyway, um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, good episode. Hope you this change. Did it change your mind? Are what? you gonna spend that much time in the supermarket again? Are you going? <laughs> To be honest, like I'm making a deal with myself, which is that if I cut down on how much I spend eating out, I'm just gonna let myself buy whatever the hell I want in the supermarket. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All right. And I think that's that's overall net net better. So um, yeah, I think so. I think it's net positive. Not that I'm like at a restaurant every night, but you know, even if you go and get like a, a takeaway or something, it's like fifteen quid. You spend fifteen quid at a supermarket, you can you, you can eat like quite quite well. Yeah, like nice if in break, inflation doesn't yeah. skyrocket yeah. again. Yeah. This episode so. was recorded on the 24th of April, yeah. 20, 2022. Anyway, cool. Um, look, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, uh, head to the episode description. In there, you'll see some links to some of the things we've talked about. You'll also see a link to Bios.Design, uh, our link aggregator, where you can follow us on Twitter at Luigi underscore D'Introno, at Ravi is occupied, uh, and the show at Design by Us underscore FM, all on Twitter. Uh, while you're there, you can also choose to support us on Patreon, and we'd really appreciate it if you do, um, because every pound that we get goes right back into the show, we absolutely promise. Um, and pa patrons get some really cool perks like being able to get the full unedited episodes uh, ahead of schedule and also video recordings as well. Yeah. However, if you also enjoyed the show, but you don't feel like spending any money, which is totally fair enough, share it with a friend. Yeah. Share it with a friend. Uh, if you didn't enjoy the show, share it with someone you don't really particularly care for. Yeah. Don't tell them because uh, they probably won't make it to the end anyway. And if you enjoyed it, leave a review. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. On whichever um, podcast player you are listening on. And I hope it's not Spotify. Anyway, that's the show. Amazing. See you next time. See you next time.